ideas and new technology are causing seismic shifts in the media industry. Where are we headed? What does it mean? Keep listening. Media strategist Gabriella Mirabelli talks with the brightest minds in entertainment and business. Meet the innovators, the risk takers, and the disruptors on the front lines of change from Hollywood, Wall Street, Silicon Valley, and beyond. The future is coming to a screen near you. Are you ready? This is the Up Next podcast with Gabriella Mirabelli. Welcome to Up Next. I'm your host, Gabriella Mirabelli. This month, Ypulse, the leading authority on Gen Z and millennial opinions and behaviors, has just released their latest trend report on pop culture. Mary Lee Bliss, Ypulse's chief content officer, is here to discuss what Ypulse's research can tell us about how young consumers are redefining pop culture and what it means for brands. Mary Lee, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about this report. It's all about the pop culture moments that Gen Z and millennial consumers care about, how they find out about those moments and how they amplify them and how brands can join in that conversation. But before we talk about your findings, can you give us some information about the trend report itself, the geography that you cover, the age of who you survey, how representative it is? And if we're looking at March Rivera, what kind of percentage comparisons should we be thinking about? Absolutely. So for our trend reports, which we do every month, we zoom out at a bigger trend, bigger shift in culture that young consumers are fueling. And for each of those surveys, we are uh, looking at a North American sample of uh, 1450 and a Western European sample of 1300. Today, we'll be talking about our North American survey um, and the responses that we got from those uh, young people, 13 to 39 years old in the US and Canada. Um, Our surveys are nationally representative with quotas across age, gender, race, ethnicity, region, Um, and our margin of error is very small with the sample size that high. So in the, you know, under 3% range, uh, so you're looking at real, real, uh, real statistics on how they're feeling at this moment. Fantastic. We've talked previously about how young consumers learn things, be it the actionable information they're seeking out or news of the world. And in those conversations, we find ourselves talking about social media a lot. Is social media the vehicle for sharing about cultural moments or does it go beyond the informing and move into the forming? Does it move from informing to forming, I guess, is... what I was looking for. What's the role of social media? Social media, in essence, is playing every role when it comes to cultural moments. We were getting a lot of questions um, from people wondering what cultural moments Gen Z is paying attention to. And when we look at this generation, really what social media is doing is both providing and amplifying the cultural moments they care about. And because of that, uh, so many of the pop culture moments that media planners have relied on for at this point, generations, mm. you know, televised live broadcasts or award shows, um, these kinds of things that you can plan a calendar around at the beginning of the year, um, they are less important because they are not rooted in social media. Now, there are, of course, ways around that. But the top pop culture moments that young people say that their generation cares about are memes and viral videos on social media that ranks above all sorts of those traditional moments like award shows sports events and other kind of can I ask about that? Because those things were the tent pole things that marketers sure. did plan around, uh, plan their spending, you know, at the upfronts. 
And with the decline of the importance of TV, and is that is that why they don't hold the prime real estate in the attention economy, or is it is it a different is it is it just the surge of social media, or is it really that it's it's not only that attention has shifted, but it's actually declining? It's an active decline. Well, there's fragmentation 100% in terms of what media they're paying attention to. We also have to remember that we're talking to two generations, Gen Z and millennials, who are leading the cord cutting revolution. So the access to, you know, live broadcasts that are televised on cable is decreased among this gen- these generations. In terms of big sports events, we've written an entire report um, this year about sports fandom among Gen Z and millennials and how that has shifted. Um, and while you know m- the majority do consider themselves sports fans, Gen Z in particular is just not watching sports events in the same way um, because they are following along on social media. They're expecting these events to show up on the feeds where they're already spending their time rather than having that appointment viewing. All right. And it's, it's the too long, didn't read kind of mentality. I just want the highlights. Give me what, Mm -hmm. give me the things I need to know and and share about. But there's a lot at play for sure. Right. Right. So we talk about culture accelerating. Is it, I mean, and if things are here today and gone tomorrow or are they going in an hour, how, what is the timeframes we're talking about? It is fast. And you could argue that the pandemic actually accelerated things because people um, have been spending even more time on social media, even more time on their phones. Um, and on social media, really, the, the things that are relevant today can truly be irrelevant tomorrow if something else comes up. Um, so when we look at you know, how brands need to react to this, there is a very quick turnaround in terms of capitalizing on social media moments, which, again, are the biggest pop culture moments among Gen Z and millennials. Now, So if you're a brand and you have a social media team, you really need to make sure your social media team understands your strategy and your positioning so that they are empowered to take action when it happens. Because if you wait for up the chain, down the chain, you've missed the moment. Is that fair? That's absolutely fair. And I think that having that flexibility and that freedom is essential for Mm -hmm. brands who do want to keep their relevancy Mm -hmm. on social media. I think also, you know, there can be some hesitation from some brands not knowing if they're supposed to play into memes and viral culture. Um, But we see that the majority of young people agree that brands should comment on viral pop culture events to stay relevant. But the speed at which they need to do that is incredibly fast. We actually asked, how fast does it need to be? When do brands need to participate in viral content to be relevant? And the majority of both Gen Z and millennials say a week or less but actually it's, that seems like a long time to me. A week seems like you've already missed it. Yeah. So that's, you know, of course, um, combining some responses, 9% of Gen Z says same day, 25% say within one or two days. So you have a third really who are saying it needs to be within a few days of something going viral that a brand needs to respond. Well, and also if you want to get, if you want your commentary to go viral, you need the, the sooner the better, right? Absolutely. Right. So are all youth consumers, Gen Z through millennials, interested in the same cultural moments? Is there a youth culture, you know, c- 
cohort or no? There is similarity between Gen Z and millennial, but certainly we see some significant differences as well. Some important differences, I should say, um, between what Gen Z is paying attention to in culture and what millennials are paying attention to in culture. Now, meme viral videos on social media, that's in the top three for millennials. But actually, in terms of the cultural moments that they're personally watching or following, the number one for millennials is the release of a new movie, followed Mm. by meme viral video and the release of a new TV show. For Mm. Gen Z, half are paying attention to a meme or viral video on social media, making it far and above the top kind of pop culture moment they are personally watching Mm. or following, followed by the release of a new album or song. And Gen Z is far more likely to be paying attention to music driven and music focused pop culture moments than millennials. Interesting. You know, there's a lot of conversation around how demographics are dead and that other cultural features are more influential. So are you seeing other things, urban versus rural, college educated versus not college educated race, gender orientation or cultural affiliation creating significant differences there? Are there other things that seem to be gravity points for culture? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, we look at these kind of subgroups within young consumers, Mm -hmm. um, within all of our data. We look at males versus females. There are absolutely differences there. Females are more likely to be uh, paying attention to the release of a new movie, for example. Mm -hmm. Males are more likely to be, yes, paying attention to a big sports event, although, you know, only a quarter say that they're paying attention to that. So, um, (laughs) take it with a grain of salt, take it with a grain of salt. But, um, yes. Then when we get into things like where they live, absolutely. We see a few differences, although, you know, really not as many as you might, might think the ranking really remains the same when Mm. we're looking at whether they're in a city or in a suburb or a rural area, the top is, Uh, for those that they pay attention to personally, release of a new movie and meme um, viral video on social media, um, regardless of where they're living. When we look at, you know, BIPOC young consumers versus white non-Hispanic, again, there are small differences, but the the ranking really remains the same. White non-Hispanic young consumers are more likely to say that they personally are following releases of a new movie, but meme viral video comes very close second. And then for BIPOC young consumers, meme viral video is at the top, followed closely by release of a new movie. But again, you know, the same top two, top three, even top right. five. Um, so the differences are are minimal. Um, and really, you know, the the things that we call out uh, in our reports are the big differences that matter. Um, right. And then, you know, our, our users can dig into the data to see those specifics on subgroups that they're interested in. Okay. Well, the takeaway here for me is demographics still matter, folks. Um, Agreed. So when you say music events, what does that mean exactly? Sure. Is it an album drop? Is it a tour? Is it a concert? Is it all of the above? What What is music event? What does that mean? So that can mean so many things these days, right? For mm-hmm. Gen Z, especially because music moments can take place on multiple platforms. They can happen in a video game. If we're talking about things like Lil Nas's X concert in Fortnite, for example, they can take place on social media where, you know, viral dance challenges often or no, all the time are driven by an audio. Often that audio is a new song that's being promoted, but they can also just be the traditional 
traditional album release or uh, now even live concerts, they are coming back. So when we look at the pop culture moments that young people paid attention to in the last year, and we provided a, a list to them of a variety of different pop culture moments, ranging from television shows to memes and virtual concerts and album drops and headline, you know, driven kind of viral stories. Gen Z was more likely than millennials to say that the ones that they paid attention to were album drops. So Olivia Rodrigo's Sour album release was in the top two for Gen Z females. Kanye West Donda album drop, that was in the top three for Gen Z males. So, you know, what's interesting there is it sounds like brands should be aware of the Venn diagram of musical artists and their fans so that they know which ones to track. Fandom is incredibly important um, and something that we write about a lot. It also, though, is great news for marketers who need to create a calendar, but can't rely <laughs> right. on those the events musical that they groups, did, right. right? Look to music. When are the albums being released? When are the songs being dropped? You know, Billie Eilish is already working on her third album. It's, you know, it's going to happen. So would Billie Eilish being on Saturday Night to. Live be an event? Would that count? It's a good question. Um, I'd love to ask them. Um, I would say if there were moments from that show that became viral on social media, went viral on social media. Okay. That became memes, then far more likely. um, Okay. But in advance. Probably not the, the event itself. Now, uh, you should though be prepared for that, right? So you should you should be ready for for that to potentially oh, happen. I see. So you you see the calendar, you see that she's appearing on the show, and you say this might generate something we should pay attention to. Let's absolutely think ahead what we might riff on. Interesting. Yeah. So in the report, there's that ranking that you mentioned just a few minutes ago of, of pop culture moments. What's the percentage uh, point spread that we should care about? There's two percent. It's about the same, really. But then, sure, you know, that there were there. It kind of fell into these. There were chunks. I don't know if it's relevant. I mean, that's really about like, ra- a, you know, a ranking to me, like any like last time we talked about when there's a big list like this, which is what, like 12, 15, you I know, I was really just surprised that like the release of the new video game and sporting it, the sporting event was in the third group. It just struck me like it was oh, so close together or are well, that they were that it was down relative to movies and celebrity scandals and album drops. I just it was weird to me. Mm. But is it is it? not really something to notice. I mean, I think then we're looking at males and females and who's driving it to be down, Um, right? So for that particular one, those two that you're talking about, females are dragging it down. Um, Okay. If you look at males, it's, you know, up in the, in the top, really. Video right, game. So here, so some of this, so, more so we're, we're seeing, sports, actually. we're seeing male, female differences there. Absolutely. Okay. Well, that's kind of interesting. Um, Celebrity scandal, same thing. Oh, that's a female that. interest 30, more than a guy yeah, interest. Driven okay. by 30, 30% female versus 16% male. So it puts it in the top, you know, five for females. Well, I guess the other thing that caught my eye was political events beat award shows, fashion events, and celebrity property, uh, product drops. I was surprised by that. Like political events. Yeah, I mean, think about politics in the last the, the entire time they've been alive, pretty much. Like these are yeah, I guess, I guess. Well that but then yeah. the other thing was virtual concerts. I thought, you know, yeah. we've talked about virtual concerts and how important they are. We talk about music and how important that is, but and the you know, Nas X in the game being yeah. important. But 
that virtual concerts weren't as important. Yeah, I thought that was interesting as well. Interesting. I did too, but I, you know, I think there we're talking about almost like a fragmentation of fandom. Sorry, because you know who's going to care about you know well Travis Scott's not a great example anymore, but Travis Scott in um, Fortnite was like the first big one. Travis Scott fans, and then you know BTS fans are going to care about their virtual concert and. Ariana fans are going to be first. So I think in almost depending on that, right? But but it's also, different for the album drops. I mean, I guess you see what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like how is why is why isn't virtual concerts closer up with the other events that are music related, which are our drivers? I think more yeah, people th- are aware of that stuff. I think they are newer too. I think that's another uh, piece. But if you look at Gen Z versus millennials, they are more important for Gen Z than millennials, which is I think significant. Right. I'm just thinking I'm a brand and I'm trying Mm -hmm. to, and I'm trying to hone in somehow on, on music being important. And do I lean into virtual concerts or not? I think if you'd have to be the one who's putting on the virtual concert, right? I see. So if you're, if you're sponsoring it, if you're then, then, and you know that there's an overlap between your fans and the artist fans. I see. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. You also looked at what makes pop culture more moments, something that people engage with, like, what is it? What is it that makes a moment a moment? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we saw that positive and insightful beats out scandalous. Mm. Now I have to ask you, that feels a little bit like image management, you know, and nobody's admitting the rubbernecking like of scandal, or, or do you think it's a sincere truth? That- I do think it's an, a sincere truth for these generations. Think about the shift in celebrity gossip in the last two de- decades that has happened. Hmm. There is a real kind of push for celebrity coverage to, uh, and you know, in the early 2000s, it was all about being as mean as possible. And in, I would say, I think just the last two years, Perez Hilton was attacked on TikTok for joining because, you know, the users there, Gen Z, does not appreciate his history. So I think, you know, it's not that they don't care about something scandalous. That's absolutely, of course, you know, they care. But when we're asking them, you know, what does it have to be in order for you to care about it? being positive is more important to the, these generations. Oh, interesting. Especially if you're creating something, I mean, if, sure. as, if the star manages to put their foot in it, the stars and, manage to put their foot in it, but yes, if that happens organically, sure. But if you're playing off of something, if you're commenting on something, Oh, keep um, it positive. Keep it. Absolutely. That's interesting. Well, you know, everything we've talked about, though, does make it feel um, hard to plan. Uh, So how I'm a brand, how should I be thinking about my my calendar? How should I organize it? So I, I think there absolutely are still events that you can plan around. They are different. And um, you're going to be reaching a sub audience with many Mm -hmm. of them. Mm -hmm. And you also need to be thinking about your calendar, but also thinking about who's going to cover this for me or who am I going to tap? How am I going to cover this? And I think the, the creators who are actually 
pumping out amazingly original content on social media, memifying the live events that still matter to you are the ones that you really need to be working with. A great example is St. Hoax, which is a, you know, incredibly popular meme account on Instagram, was actually tapped by Instagram to be the meme correspondent for the Met Gala, which was a huge event, especially this year on social media, Mm. partially because Gen Z was covering it themselves on TikTok, on Instagram, and partially because um, there were smart partnerships like the one I just mentioned. Right, right. But to go back to your original question, what should be on that calendar? Absolutely music-driven events, right? Mm -hmm. Don't forget that release of a new TV show, release of a new movie are in the top three, five for Gen Z and millennials. Those are very clearly now poor movies. You know, the last two years have been rough in terms of schedules, but those are things that generally you can have a calendar around. Right. And that young consumers are caring about. Now there is some, some part of that, that is uh, needing to predict what they are going to care about. If it's a brand new thing, you know, did anyone know that Squid Games was going to be one of the biggest pop culture moments of the year? Probably not. But if you were paying attention to what shows were being released on Netflix and you were ready to potentially have that be a big moment that you would have been, you know, all the better uh, prepared. So releases of TV shows, especially returns of TV shows, Stranger Things is coming back in 2022. I'm sure a lot of brands are ready for that. Um, and then movies, as I said, um, and then I think that flexibility has to be built into the calendar as well to, to be ready to play off something that happens more organically and things that happen during live events that you can comment on, but through social media, um, those memeable moments, those are more important almost than the live event itself. So having your team ready, having them absolutely smart, quick, funny, and, and understanding the voice of the consumers you're trying to talk to super important. So, and we talked about speed. And so this is again, why this is important. You don't have weeks to have everybody up the chain of command to prove it. This is something that you're, you're pushing down the decision-making down and, and entrusting your team to do it well. Um, how would you summarize, I guess, the top takeaway for people who are at brands and they're thinking, okay, pop culture, I understand it's, it's this music, it's, this is my calendar. I've got to be fast. I've got to really empower my, my team that's touching the public. What are the big, hugest takeaways in terms of how you want to direct them? And then have you seen brands operationalize this? Just another example so that they can look to, to understand how that works. Sure. So some of the biggest takeaways are you can play into viral moments. Viral moments are the most important pop culture moments for you to be paying attention to if it you want to be relevant to Gen Z and millennials. What qualifies but, as a viral moment? Is there a certain threshold when we're saying viral? You know, it's one of those things that's incredibly hard to quantify. Mm. You know, you kind of have to use the old, I, I can't define it, but I know it when I see it. Right. Okay. Um, but, you know, memes, viral videos that are, you know, capturing attention, racking up thousands, millions of views 
you know, right. it's pretty easy to see, you know, um, well, I guess, polls- does it have to start jumping out of the group in order for it to be considered viral? Like does some, does an oldster like me have to become aware of it? And then, well, mm. then obviously it's viral or can it be viral within that generation? Like I think it can absolutely be viral within the generation. Okay. 100%. You know, Y-Pulse actually does a a weekly roundup of viral moments of the week. Um, And, you know, while I wouldn't say that you could plan a calendar around it, because again, you're supposed to be reacting in real time, um, but it can help you understand the kinds of viral moments that do matter. Well, you start to see some patterns. So, you know, so everybody think about, you know, signing up with Y-Pulse so you get those viral moments and learn. Absolutely. Good stuff. So one of the other big takeaways would be that, you know, you can react. They want you to participate, but of course it has to be fast, as we said. So how do you do it in an authentic way that actually feels organic and resonates? Either you need to give that freedom and flexibility to your young social media team or Mm -hmm. partner with influencers and creators who have built a following by already having a voice, having an original voice. They have built an audience. That's absolutely something that all brands can do. Another is that you can create your own cultural moments. Many brands have by partnering with popular. What would be an example of that? (laughs) Yeah. One great example is, um, funnily enough, McDonald's. McDonald's celebrity meals. Think about the BTS meals that they that they created and the lines of of fans who were showing up for that. Saweetie is a a more recent example. Saweetie and McDonald's. Popeyes just did it with Megan the the Stallion with her hottie sauce. Um, you know, there's a lot of examples in the food space actually this year, kind of reinventing influencer marketing by creating these branded menu items that really do drive fans and talk about, you know, using their music fandom, um, to, t- to tap them huh. and get them interested. That's really interesting, isn't it? It's almost like the, well, the combinations like Supreme would do partnerships with North face or something. So it's just, sure you can do a partnership mix it up, get, get integrated there. Well, all of this has been so interesting and so helpful and so important. Thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Thank you. We've reached the end of another episode of Up Next. I'd like to close by thanking my production team at Up Next, my friend Rob Naughton, the voice artist who recorded our open. And of course, all of you, the members of our audience. Thank you. I'll be talking to you again next time right here on Up Next.